way it's urged us to hide. Sometimes it pushes us to, to move forward too fast. Sometimes it causes us not to do anything. It goes so slow. Sometimes it tricks us that a mitzvah is an avera, and avera is a mitzvah. Not the sin. The root cause is the sin. Rebesaf Aaron Prisman on the Pasha. This week, Pasha's Chokas. Snakes and Ladders. Shalom to everyone. In this week's Parsha for Bnei Chutzla's Parsha's Chukasa, I would like to share with you once again a Mordeke concept brought down by the Ben Ishchai in a couple of his farm. One is Adir Saliyahu, another one is the Ben Yoyada, that we will use in Hashem to answer several questions. Question number one one of the most famous episodes in this week's Parsha is when Bnei Israel started complaining about the man that they had, and about other things. Why didn't you just leave us in Mitzrayim? And at the end of the day, what happens? All these snakes come and bite them, and a lot of people die. And as a result, they come, Bnei Israel come to Moshe Rabbeinu, and they say to them, please, daven Hashem, daven Hashem for us, and help us to get rid of the snake, the snake, Hanachash, that is coming to hurt us. And the question that raises the Ben Ishchai, that begs itself, a couple of psukim before, we mentioned that there were many snakes, not just one snake. So why, why is it that they're coming to Moshe Rabbeinu and, say, and they say to him, please daven for us to Hashem, and the Lashon is, Vayaser me'aleinu esanachash, and he shall remove from us the snake. What do you mean the snake? There were many snakes. Why is it being referred to as the snake? Just to ensure you understand it is a question, because we know in the ten makois, one of the makois was Tzfardea. And over there, there's a singular lashon used for Tzfardea, the singular form for, for a frog. And indeed, that gave the green light to say, hold Jasha, that it initially started with one big frog coming from the sea. And then they hit it, and then it kept multiplying, etc., etc., etc. Meaning... There is a good reason for a jasha to explain why did the Torah decide to use it in singular form. Especially in our parsha, where a couple of psukim before we discussed that we're talking about many snakes. That's question number one. In a totally different piece, the Ben Ishchai asks another question. There's a famous Gemara in Brachos that there's several actions, acts that Chizkiah did and Chazal, the, the Chachamim, were happy with what he did. One of them has to do with this week's Parsha. Why? Because we know that the next scene in the Parsha is that HaKadosh Buhu told Moshe Rabbeinu take a copper snake and put it on a pole, put it up for everyone to look at, and as a result, they will be cured. And so that is exactly what happened. And the Pshat, the simplified version of what happened is, as a result, they looked up to Hashem, and they realized everything is coming from Hashem that triggered something within them and through that they were healed. But of course, as we mentioned several times, there is more than one way of deciphering the Torah, Pardes, Pshat, Remez, Drash, and Soid. And usually the Ben Yoyada, the Ben Ishchai's Mahalach, is through Drash. And we'll try to see how he explains this whole scenario. But first, as we promised, question number two. Chizkiyahu, Chizkiyahu, later on, what did he do that Hashem and the Chachamim were happy with what he did. He took that copper snake and he broke it into pieces. And the reason was because people wanted to be Oivet Avoidazah to it because they saw that 
at face value, it looked like, the optical illusion of course, it looked like that snake had powers, because it was the snake, this copper snake that healed them. So everyone was happy that he broke this snake. The question is, how come Moshe Rabbeinu didn't do so? Harry, Moshe Rabbeinu created this snake like HaKadosh Baruch requested him to do, but at the end of the day, he should have broken it, because our sages teach us, the Mishnah Pirkei Avos, Ezu Chacham Haroes Anulad. I'm not sure if that's in Pirkei Avos, but it's a definitely a Chazal. Chazal tell us that Ezu Chacham Haroes Anulad. So he should be able to foresee the future and that a problem can uh, uh, come up from this. So why didn't he break it himself? The third question we can raise, a bit less important, and, but is... It, why did HaKadosh Buhu command Moshe Rabbeinu to ensure that this snake will be made of copper? And we know, Rashi explains to us how Moshe Rabbeinu realized that it should be made because it's the same letters, Nechoshes and Nachash, same letters I mean. But the question is, is there something deeper over here why it had to be made of copper and not any other material? So the Ben Yadat teaches us the famous concept that you can see more in details in the Gemara and Brachos Daf Lamed Gimel Amudalef that really don't ever let the optical illusion fool you even though we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu set up the stage for this whole world, the lives, we, the lives we all live and lead that everything seems to be so real and it's like an opt- it is an optical illusion but really the only thing that can do good or bad for us is our sins, or vice versa, our mitzvahs. And we have to realize that. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to set up the stage this way, because that's the emis, dick away, to ensure that we get rewarded in the world to come, which is the whole reason Hashem created us. But to create this game, we'll call it, for us, we needed to ensure, Hashem needed to ensure, that we have also Yetzirah, the evil inclination. On the other hand, we always have the ability to fight off the Yetzirah. And it might seem like things are happening because of certain reasons, but don't let those fool you. The only real reason is, is, is how we act in this world, and that will have an effect on us, for good or for bad. Says the Ben Yoyada, the Ben Yishchayin is Sefer, he says that Bnei Israel came to this realization. They knew that the only thing that matters is if they fight and win the battle with the Yetzirah or lose. And what represents the Yetzirah? As we know, the Nachash, the original snake with Adam and Chava, that they made a mistake to listen to the Nachash, which represents the Yetzirah. And Bnei Yisrael realized that. And that's why they realized that what made them fall is the consistent fight we have with the Yetzirah and that the Nachash represents, and that's when they requested Moshe Rabbeinu, please daven to Hashem, to get rid, of course this is Beder Chadrash, not Pshat, to get rid of the Nachash, the Yetzirah. Get rid of the Yetzirah, we can't take it anymore, it keeps making us make mistakes, and it makes the optical illusion seem so real, please get rid of it. And that's precisely why they requested Moshe Rabbeinu to get rid of the Nachash, the snake and not the snakes in plural that were really affecting them because they realized that was just what is at face value what is 
what seems to be the real reason, but they knew deep inside the only reason is that they lost the battle with the Yetzirah, and as a result, they complained to Meishe Rabbeinu, and they said, why did you take us out of Mitzrayim, or why are you giving us this food, etc., etc. According to this, continues the Ben Ishchai to explain what HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered back. He said, the world needs the Yetzirah. You can't live without the Yetzirah. We all know the Gemara and Sanhedrin, that they, they requested Hashem to remove the Yetzirah, but world couldn't, the world couldn't continue to exist. Because if you use the Yetzirah as something that is required in the world, it's also required to create this optical illusion so that there'll be room for the freedom of choice, for us. But more than that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was hinting, telling Moshe Rabbeinu what to do. He said, take the snake of copper and put it onto a certain pole. And that hinted this concept that to get rid of Yetzirah, you can't. But make sure to try to push it away from you as much as you can, so that the battle will be easier. Don't let it be really close up to you, that it can always get, a, try to fight it off, you won't be able to get rid of it, but you have to realize it's always there trying to attack you, and you have to push it to the side, you won't be able to get rid of it, but try to push it aside from you as much as you can. And by doing so, you'll be able to win the battles with the Yetzirah, which reminds me, as we said several years ago, in Parashas, Parashas Vayechi. This was when ya- Yaakov, before he was passed, he passed away. It, it's in uh, Perik Memches. In Parashas Vayechi, Pasukaf Beis, or Pasukaf Aleph, that Yaakov told Yosef, I'm about to pass away, and I'm giving you a piece more than your brothers. What are you going to get? You're going to get a certain portion, Shechem, which I was able to take from the hands of the Emoiri with my sword and with my bow. Bechorubi vekashti. Almost all the Mefarshim don't give the simple Pshan answer. Uh, the, not answer, the translation. The translation is that I took from the Emoiri with my sword and with my bow. That's the English translation. But yet, you see Rashi doesn't say that. Rashi doesn't say that. And also, Unculus don't say that. Unculus says that I was able to take from the Marie with my, with my, which means with my different types of prayers. And Rashi says, with my prayers and wisdom. And the question begs itself, why are they taking it out of context? Why can't they just give the simple explanation? So I saw Mordek Epshat, or Drash, Beshem, Rev Avram Aaron, who was an Af based, was an Af based in Constantine, and he explains what triggered them to realize we're talking about something else here, or hinting towards it, is the following: When you go to war, what do you use first? You start attacking the enemy from far. So first, you use the Chetzvakeshet, your bow and arrow, and only then, as you get closer to the enemy, you use your sword. But over here, it seemed like it was the opposite. First, the pasuk says that you use your sword, and only then you use a bow and arrow. Elamai, it is obviously referring to the fight he had with the Yetzirah and Bishchus. Like we said, everything is based on how we act. Bishchut that he beat his Yetzirah, that's why HaKadosh Buhu let him have, and he, that he was able to beat the Emoiri. And that's exactly what we're saying. The Ben Ishchai is telling us that this snake, the snake, 
that Bnei Yisrael requested Moshe Rabbeinu, please help us get rid of it. They were referring to the Yetzirah. Moshe Rabbeinu answered them back based on what Hashem told him and hinted to them, the snake goes on the pole, so it's a bit higher up. Try to push it away. You'll have to always fight it because as we know, as a person is born into this world, the Yetzirah is right up against his face and you have to fight it. Once you fight it from close, that's why it's referring to the Yetzirah because the Yetzirah starts from close and that is represented by the sword, then for, you have to f- continue fighting it, but it'll be a lot easier with your bow and arrow. So once you beat it and conquer it in a certain field, now he'll just try to fight you from far, but that'll be a lot easier for you. And that is what Moshe Rabbeinu, through what uh, was telling him to do, to show the snake is on top, on the pole. You have to make sure it's far away from you. So basically the concept we're saying over here is, as the Gemara and Bracha says, it's not the Nachash that really caused something, but behind the scenes, the root cause, not the symptom, the root cause is the sin. As we know, the Gemara Baruchos, Dafla and Gimel, says a very interesting story. It says that at one, at one place there was an Aroid, which they explain is a dangerous snake, and a lot of people got killed by it as it bit them. Rashi says a very phenomenal concept of what happened there which was whenever it that snake bit you whoever got to the water source to a water source first the other one was killed so if the snake got to the water source first after biting you then the snake would win and the person would get killed but if vice versa the person got to the water first then the snake would be killed so everyone were really scared and they told the god of the at the time rabbi Hanina ben Doisa, what's happening so he said, what? Show me the hole of the snake. I want to see. He went to the hole of the snake and he put his heel on it and everyone was so worried because they saw that the snake bit it, bit his foot and he didn't run to any water source. But what happened? HaKadosh who did a miracle. According to what Rashi says, Rashi, the miracle happened that suddenly there was a spring of water that started coming out and, and touched him first and the snake died. Pashtas of the Gemara, even if there's no water there, Hashem made a miracle that he won't die. And as a result, he took the snake, he took the snake with him, he took the snake with him and he, to the base of Midrash and he showed everyone, look, you should know, it's not the snake that kills, but rather it's the sin, the chet that is goyim. And that's exactly what we're learning over here from the whole episode with the Nechashim. That it's not really the Nechash that that kills, but rather it's the sin that kills. With this, Rav Avigdor Miller Zatzal wanted to say that perhaps is one of the reasons that it was important that the Nachash would made of, be made of copper. Because as we know, Kadesh Bukhu created in the Bria that the snake would be camouflaged wherever it's at. Because that also represents what the Yetzirah does. It, it pretends that it's with you. It tricks you in all kinds of ways. And that's why as the Chovas Alevavus continues to tell us all the time how we have to ensure to continue fighting the Yetzirah because it gets camouflaged and it's not so easy to know what it's trying to do to us. And that's the Nachash represents the Yetzirah and that's exactly what's happening. Another place we see the same concept is with the Ketoyres. The Ketoyres was what, through how Kaddish Bucha set up the stage, that all that when the, when in Parashas Korach that we spoke about last week that they were fighting and saying no we deserve to be to be in charge of the Bnei Israel why is it Moshe Rabbeinu so Moshe Rabbeinu said okay let's see everyone brings up Ketores 
the incense, and let's see what happens. And they all got burnt. And there's another story that happened with Ketores, with the incense that they got, a lot of people got killed. But Kodesh Buchu wanted to ensure that people will not make this, the mistake, as Rashi explains over there, that the Ketores kills, but rather the Ketores can also save people, and it stopped the plague from many people dying. Because the Kodesh Buchu wanted to ensure that everyone learns this lesson that we're talking about. It's not the Chet. It's not, sorry, Afuch, it is the Chet. It's the Chet Shememit. But it's, it's the Chet that, the sin that causes people to die and not the actual incense and not the actual, and not the actual snake, but rather it's all based on our actions, what we do. Perhaps this can also answer that, the other question we raised at the beginning, which is, how come Weishe Rabbeinu couldn't figure out and see that the, the Nachash will yield this result, that people will think it's an Avoid Zohar and worship it. So why didn't he get rid of it and break it into pieces right after it did its job? And perhaps the answer is because he realized it's true that maybe some people will think it's an Avoid Zohar and make that mistake. But at the end of the day, we can't belittle this unbelievable fundamental concept that we're talking about. And this Nachash Hanechoishis, the copper snake, on the pole will be a constant reminder telling everyone it's not the snake that kills because look through the snake we were able to get cured but rather it's a sin and also this other idea that this this the way to fight the snake represents the is to ensure we continue fighting it and never give up hope it always says the chazal tells us that you always have to continue fighting it you never ever can give up hope as the gemara and sukkah also says that at the end of the day, both the wicked people, the Rishayim and the Tzadikim, will be crying. Why? Because they'll look back and they'll see the Yetzirah. The Tzadikim will say, will cry in a way out of happiness. Wow, how do we be, conquer such a big hill? And that's because in order for the optical illusion to still last, and that there'll be room for Pechir Chovshis all your life, as a person grows, the Gemara and Sukkah explains over there, so too the Yitzhahara grows to the person. So they didn't realize, but they saw how big the Yitzhahara became, because they became big people. Kechol, a person is a bigger, a bigger person, so too the Yitzhahara is a bigger person. As opposed to the Rishayim, they never were fighting the Yitzhahara, kept beating them. So there's no reason to continue the optical illusion, to continue to have this optical illusion, there was no need for HaKadosh Buch to make the Yetzirah stronger. Because as it is, it was doing the job and they were failing anyways. The only time you have to make the Yetzirah bigger to continue the optical illusion, or at least to have a freedom of choice, you have to make sure it's a fair game. And therefore, as the person becomes a more righteous person, the Tzadik, so too the Yetzirah grows. Yeratzon, that will take this concept to answer all the three questions. Why Dafka made of Nechoishis, of copper? Because it's a camouflage effect. We know the Yetzirah tries to hide. Sometimes it pushes, pushes us to, to move forward too fast. Sometimes it tells us not to do anything, to go so slow. Sometimes it tricks us that a mitzvah is an Avera, and Avera is a mitzvah. We also answered why Bnei Israel requested from Moshe Rabbeinu to get rid of the snake in singular form and not plural because they were referring so the Yetzirah, please get rid of the Yetzirah. And through that we understood the answer as well. That Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them, we'll take the snake and we'll put it a bit high up on the pole to ensure that there's no way to get rid of the Yetzirah. But Hashem is hinting to them, at least push it away to the side and make sure you, you have that initial war with the Yetzirah. Then the continuous war will be a lot easier. And also why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to get rid of the Nachash because he thought there's a very big positive element that people can learn from it. The, the, the concepts we're raising right now. 
that we'll be able to take home with us this important, internalize this concept of don't fall for the optical illusion, but rather realize it is all in our hands how we act. And based on that, we can live a better life. Have a good job. Subscribe to our podcast. Give us a rating. Share with your friends, family, and neighbors. Visit our website, prismanoftorah.com. You can contact us from the website itself. We will be updating to a new website page or a new website name in the coming weeks. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your studio equipment. Podcast produced by Eddie Podcast Productions. Elenu Nishmas, Leia Basiona.